Israel has been suffering from a massive airstrike. So far, over 2,000 rockets have been launched from the Gaza Strip, killing seven Israelis. The bombings began on Monday and were so severe that Israel's Iron Dome couldn't even keep up. An Israel state-owned pipeline was also hit in a rocket attack. Air raid sirens went off in Tel Aviv, Israel's commercial capital. Israel struck back with their own rocket attacks, even collapsing a 13-story building. Nearly 900 Palestinians have been injured in Israel's retaliatory rocket attacks. An additional 122 Palestinians have been killed, including at least 20 top Hamas commanders. Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that, quote, we are at the height of a weighty campaign. As the fighting escalates, the United Nations is warning of, quote, a full-scale war, and the United States has already sent a special envoy. So why is this region always such a mess, and why did this fighting erupt yet again? And the big question, could Biden have enabled it? That and more coming up on The Deep Cut. The fighting isn't new, and it isn't going away anytime soon. Palestine and Israel have been fighting over the same 49-square-mile piece of land, Jerusalem. It's a sacred holy city for both Muslims, which is the dominant religion of Palestine, and for Jews, which dominate Israel. They both feel entitled to it, and thus the squabble begins. Palestine was controlled by the Ottoman Empire for over six centuries. Then, after World War I, the League of Nations put Palestine under the administrative control of Britain. After World War II, the United Nations divided Palestine into sections, an independent Jewish state and an independent Arab state. The holy city of Jerusalem would be an international territory governed by the UN. This was set to last for one year. On the day it expired, Israel declared its independence, but didn't declare its borders. The Arab-Israeli War of 1948 broke out, with five other Arab nations joining Palestine, including Syria, Jordan, Egypt, Iraq, and Lebanon. In the end, Israel gained some of the land originally given to the Palestinians in the UN agreement. Israel took everything but the Gaza Strip, East Jerusalem, and the West Bank. The surrounding Arab nations refused to recognize Israel's new borders. This lasted for about 25 years. Then the Six-Day War broke out. Israel won and gained the Sinai Peninsula, the Gaza Strip, the West Bank, East Jerusalem, and most of the Golan Heights. However, the international community did not recognize Israel's new borders. The United States recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel only a few years ago under President Trump, making the U.S. the first country to have ever done so. In 1982, part of Israel's borders were formalized when it entered a peace treaty with Egypt and gave it back Sinai. Israel still holds on to the West Bank and East Jerusalem. Palestinians want this pre-1967 land back, but Israel still occupies it and nearly 10% of Israel's entire population lives in the area secured by the 1967 land grab. This land is the main contention that prevents Israel and Palestine from making a peace deal. Questions about borders, who gets Jerusalem, Palestinian refugees, and fears of terrorism all confound this problem even further. Jordan has since relinquished its claim to the West Bank, but Palestine won't give up, seeing it as the land of their future state. Israel doesn't even consider the West Bank official Israeli territory, instead calling it a disputed territory. This limbo land is a mashup of over 130 settlements containing both Palestinians and some Israelis. Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu wants to annex this land, making it part of Israel officially. The recent bombing started as tensions began rising again. Last weekend, Israeli police and Palestinians clashed at a holy site sacred to both Islam and Judaism. At the same time, Muslims are celebrating their fasting holiday of Ramadan. So fights beget fights and the cycle continues. Now this is where Biden comes in. Starting in April, the Biden administration announced it was providing over $230 million in USA to Palestinians. The package was said to fund humanitarian, economic, and development assistance. 
This was part of Biden's promise to move away from President Trump's Palestine-Israel policies. Under President Trump, nearly all aid had been eliminated to Palestine. You may think that money doesn't have a direct link to Palestinians killing Israelis in these recent rocket attacks. You'd be wrong. The Palestine Authority, the governing body of the state, guarantees salaries to any Palestinian who commits an act of terror against Israel's government or innocent civilians. This is commonly referred to as pay for slay. They spend over $300 million a year on this policy, and their salaries are significantly higher than the wages of an average Palestinian. That's quite the incentive. This practice is so well known that Congress passed the Taylor Force Act in 2018. This cuts off U.S. funding to the Palestine Authority unless they stop paying terrorists. Biden agreed with this, at least when he was running for office. In May of 2020, he said, quote, I'm going to fully support the Taylor Force Act, which holds aid to the Palestine Authority based on payments they make to terrorists in Israeli jails. Less than a year later, he would give $235 million of funding to the Palestine Authority. Senator Ted Cruz even warned us about the danger that Biden's flip-flop would create. In a Senate hearing just a month before the bombings began, Senator Cruz said, quote, We're sending American taxpayer funds to the Palestine Authority so they can fund terrorists as a result of Joe Biden's decision. Americans will die. Israelis will die. The money that Joe Biden is sending to terrorists will be used to commit more acts of terrorism to incentivize terrorists to murder women, to murder children. Talk about a warning. But I doubt the mainstream media will hold old Uncle Joe accountable. And if they do, he'll probably just say, Come on, man.